Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Voice podcast. My name is Richard Brown and as always it's a pleasure to have you join me again on the show today. I just wanted to pause for a moment this week um, after our two heavyweight guests from the last couple of weeks to take stock and perhaps consolidate a little. What exactly is PropTech? How will it impact our lives and what should we be looking out for? These are some of the questions that I will be answering in today's show. So let's go. Okay, so let's get on with this week's featured topic with Property Chatter. PropTech or property technology is an umbrella term that collects together a whole range of initiatives and subtopics. Literally speaking, PropTech combines technology advances into the property sector. It takes on elements of other initiatives such as infotech or information technology and the sharing economy, for example. But these are not exclusive to prop tech either. It has enablers to uh, success and, as I'm discovering through some of my conversations, some inhibitors too. Prop tech is not exactly new either. Consider how the Victorians used manufactured bricks as a standardised building material, or how in post-war Britain we managed a house-building boom through the use of prefabricated structures. Okay, so maybe they're not the most desirable, but they were still an advancement at the time. But what seems to be different now is the pace of advancement and change, which is generally true of everything we see around us, isn't it? Let's just pause for a moment and consider that our greatest friend in property, Rightmove, will have only its 18th birthday this year, just turning into adulthood, if you like. The iPhone, perhaps, that you have in your pocket is only 10 years old. An Airbnb is just nine years old. And then we have little purple bricks. It's a preschool four years in age right now. So, in addition to that, I was having a conversation with the, uh, the assistance of Dan Hughes, who was also a guest last week. Um, he helped to highlight, if you like, some of the, the rate of change. And literally, in the last couple of years alone, we have seen 20 million Amazon Alexa devices sold that lets people talk to their homes. Both Facebook and Google are starting to build houses. Well, these are internet companies. L&G, an insurance company, have set up a factory to assemble what is essentially flat-pack homes. WeMove is becoming an industry term for flexible workspace and and working arrangements, but they've now also moved and and formed a brand called WeLive for a new spin on co-living or social living. And this is all under the backdrop that according to IBM, we have seen 90% of all of the data created in the world take place over the last two years alone. So that's 90% of all data created ever has been created over the last two years alone. So the pace of change is phenomenal. So we could also be uh, forgiven for thinking that the, the rate of advancement is exponential as well. 
In fact, I also fell into this trap a little bit myself, if I'm honest with you. And uh, maybe I had sort of slightly too high expectations. However, as with all things new, there are also bumps in the road and obstacles that slow the rate of progress down. Regulation is one. Literally processing the huge volume of data is another. And both the industry and consumer adoption rates being another significant drag on the rollout of the technologies possible. So sometimes what we're seeing is possibly evolution rather than revolution. But both are still progress. And that's what I want to bring out throughout this series. What is here right now and what is coming soon? And how will this affect us as property investors? This is what I want to address for the course of this series. I've had a number of conversations already with, uh, with people in different sectors. And at times it does seem that it's two steps forward and one step back. After all, most progress follows this path rather than taking quantum leaps of progress. Even so, there are exceptions. Just look at anything Elon Musk is doing to see what the electric car, sorry, what the electric car, self-drive, space rockets at 10% of the cost of NASA's rockets, and the Hyperloop. You know, just a few of the radical ideas out there which are shaking up some more traditional industries or more established industries, at least. Can hardly say that space rockets are traditional industries, but you know. So there are, you know, movers and shakers around, and I'm expecting that to happen in property as well at some point. Um, whether it's going to be uh, in the immediate well, remains to be seen. But it's true that we have um, seen perhaps greater progress in sectors such as retail, which is propelled by the internet and e-commerce, making online shopping an everyday experience for many. And as Andrew Baum highlighted, who was our first guest, if you remember, on the uh, on this series, a number the number of transactions in property is way lower than it is in retail. And this makes the velocity of transaction volumes and stock turnover in property slower as well. Then we have planners and council building control departments that stipulate what, how and where we build. We have financial regulators that put straitjackets on lenders. And of course, we have valuers that can literally put a zero valuation on a property if it does not meet certain pre-agreed conventions and standards. So we have a way to go yet, but I am optimistic about the future and also with what we already have available right now. For example, whilst I was on holiday recently in the United States, I signed a loan agreement electronically to support a recent property uh, transaction and managed a booking in a holiday rental using an app on my smartphone and I conducted a video conference call with a mentee using Skype. These these were all completed. These tasks were all completed using advances in technology that were not with us some 10 to 15 years ago. And we can often take this for granted, I think. This is the point about evolution. These are some evolutionary steps uh, which, you know, mark the progress that we've already seen. And, you know, I think Dan pointed this out in our conversation that we're already, we've already seen a great rate of progress and, you know, there is more yet to come. I read a book recently called The uh, Second Machine Age. It's got a longer subtitle, but basically it's called The Second Machine Age, which discusses information technology as the new industrial revolution, if you happen to be interested. Now, in the book, they shared the story of the second half of the chessboard, which kind of touched on a little bit with Dan in in, uh, conversation last week. 
in summary, um, this uh, story, if you like, the, the creator of, of chess talking to the Chinese ruler that he gave the game to, um, illustrated that if you double uh, quantities placed on each square of a chessboard, um, up to halfway, uh, the pace of growth or the, the amount of, of there was rice put on each square, the amount of rice that was put on there was fairly manageable and it was nothing untoward, if you like. But once, So that's the first 32 squares of a 64-square um, chessboard. But as you get into the second half, where you continue to double the quantity going on to each, each square, of course, it'd have to be a metaphorical <laughs> uh, placement of rice uh, on a chessboard, um, as you can probably imagine. It, it showed the rate of growth in the first half was nothing compared to the geometric or exponential growth that was, would be seen in the second half of the chessboard. And it has been said that in information technology, we only reached the first half of the chessboard in 2013, just five years ago, in other words. So information technology has been around for some time, properly, what, the 60, 1960s? Um, so it's been around for some time. And, and, and if we got to the halfway mark of the chessboard, metaphorically speaking, again, in 2013, you can see we've only just started to get into the second half of the chessboard and therefore this potential for exponential growth and therefore greater advancement. And in another principle known as Moore's Law, um, it, this explains how the cost of technology is falling at, at a dramatic rate. Uh, with the cost of transistors halving approximately every 18 months or so. And this implies that the cost of computing power is getting smaller and smaller at the same time that the rate of progress or advancement in technology, as illustrated by the second half of the chessboard, is getting faster and faster. So we could say that the fastest, most advanced technologies and most, and most affordable are still ahead of us, but maybe not too far. So before I get too high-tech, let's just consider how PropTech breaks down and perhaps what the big areas of change will be for us as property investors. PropTech also consists, uh, sorry, yeah, also consists of three core elements, information, transactions, and management or control. And it's these combination or the interaction of these three elements that brings property and technology together. So information, transactions, and management and control. And then there are some key enablers, if you like, that are pushing this technology drive forward. We've got hardware and software development, such as personal computers, servers, data centers, along with the, the corresponding software development, of course. Then you've got mobile communication technology, such as smartphone applications and smart connected devices. And of course, you've got the internet including social media, web services, and the property portals, for example. And it's the convergence of these enablers is, is what is fueling the emergence of the prop tech sector or the prop tech industry, if you like. Now, my own knowledge and awareness in prop tech is growing almost daily, actually. And at the, at the time of recording, uh, so that's a little bit of a marker that I, I, I rem uh, I'm, I'm, if you like, subject to change. Yeah, what I'm about to say is subject to change. I do see a number of key areas to keep an eye on when it comes to prop tech that are relevant for us. And these, in summary, are the following 10 points. We have contech, if you like, or construction technology. And this is the ways that prop tech will change our physical environment or the built environment. 
In building methods, think of prefabricated or modular buildings, alternative and sustainable building materials, and 3D printing, to name but a few. In design and build, there are emerging trends in build-to-rent and also self-build housing. Second of all, we have smart homes. So if you like, with, um, with construction technology, that's all in the new build or the built environment for new buildings. Smart homes um, can also be in new homes, but it's predominantly, it can be applied to existing stock as well. So smart homes and home automation are dramatically changing the way we live. We already have devices and apps that, that can improve energy efficiency. The Internet of Things, as it's called, uh, movement, uh, allows appliances to be connected to the Internet. And if you remember, <laughs> Andrew Baum was a little bit of afraid of being attacked by his dishwasher in the middle of the night. That's kind of what he was referring to, really. And of course, we've got simple, inexpensive hubs and devices um, that, are, that are available that allow us to literally speak commands to our homes to do things, to perform uh, tasks and activities. Third area I want to look at is property management and business technology coming together. It's a little bit of a hybrid of uh, topics, if you like, that I want to bring together there. And there's a plethora of systems, apps and tools that can help us to better run our business lives, whether they are specific to property management, like Arthur, for example, or more general business tools such as Xero for accounting and banking integration. There are simple tools such as spreadsheets and calendar apps being two that are already available to us here and now. And then we've got task-based apps such as Doodle and Evernote. We've got communication apps like WhatsApp and JoinMe, audio and video conferencing, not to mention Skype, of course. And then we have cloud storage services like Dropbox, OneDrive, Google Drive, that are no doubt already helping in our property businesses today and can continue to develop and do so in the future. Fourth, we've got big data, systems and apps, which is a bit of a collection term. And these are driving efficiencies and cost reduction for property service uh, providers, such as conveyances and surveyors. We have desktop appraisal solutions to assist us as investors, but also lenders and surveyors in valuing properties. Rightmove, Zoopla, UPAD and Land Registry are all providing data at an increasingly granular level. Spanning, spanning several years now and this allows us to have greater confidence in our investment and rental decisions. Fifth, artificial intelligence or AI and bots are already being used by some estate agents to give a better, more personalised service to clients with fewer staff. Selling off-plan and other forms of development is aided by augmented reality, virtual reality and drone technology. Algorithms, AI and bots are already serving up relevant suggestions in some fields and will be a growth area for sure. Then consider blockchain technology, which can make a smart digital contract binding without the need for an intermediary, as they call it. And this could literally revolutionise conveyancing, lending, insurance and a range of other property related services, in my opinion. Then we have fintech or financial technology. The worlds of finance, payments and lending are changing due to technological advances. Property transactions have taken place in alternative or cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. Specialist P2P or peer-to-peer -peer and crowdfunding sites are enabling almost anyone to invest in property and alternative funding sources for investors and developers are starting to emerge as well.
Mobile and digital payment technology is revolutionising the way that we make transactions both domestically and internationally. And then we have another theme, number seven, education, learning and development. It seems that everyone from RICS through to the NLA and the RLL, RLA, uh, uh, Landlord Accreditation um, uh, Organizations, to law firms, software providers, and, the, and of course specialist property training companies, seem to have a training offering these days. And if we want to become an accredited landlord, a certified property developer, or develop more specific and operational skills in areas such as HMOs, rent-to-rent, -rent, service accommodation, or a range of alternative or creative property strategies, there is some sort of either online or face-to-face -face learning offering to suit, and we'll be considering that. Number eight is the sharing economy. A number of new technologies have come together to make the sharing economy business model possible in a number of different sectors. From peer-to-peer -peer lending, room and holiday rentals, one-way furniture removals, to online contracting and staffing. The sharing economy continues to be a major disruptor and source of progress. Number nine, it's regulation and compliance. Yes, it's boring, but it's also essential. Property law and compliance is often just a mouse click away now through online services of the landlord associations. Legal services can be selected from service providers such as Law Depot and financial uh, planning information for investors is being supported by a number of apps and online tools as well. We'll get into some of that. And finally, the big picture, number 10, or how some of the mega trends like smart cities and globalization are going to affect us over the coming years. Economic power and wealth is shifting to the east, and this means that our tenants, buyers, and even lenders might have origins and roots from some more unfamiliar places than we're used to. Accelerating urbanization means more city living, where space is at a premium. Smart cities are more interconnected hubs, where home meets work meets play in a more aligned way. And heightened environmental factors means that we need to constantly upgrade our properties to remain both compliant and competitive, not to mention saving the, world's, uh, the planet's resources. And these are the key themes that we'll, we will continue to explore in greater detail over the coming weeks as the series unfolds. And I'm joined on the, on the show by a selection of guests, many of which you might not have encountered but for this series. As we merge technology and property and we lift the lid on what is happening right now and what we can expect down the line as well. There's no doubt that PropTech can improve our property businesses in terms of productivity and also profitability. There's also no doubt that if we choose to be an ostrich and bury our head in the sand, that we might also just get our bums bitten if we're not too careful. So please continue to tune in and, uh, and hear from some of the people at the heart of these changes as to what is going on, but also what is holding us back at times as well. And like all things new, there will be opportunities and threats along the way. But one thing is for certain, change is coming, whether we like it or not. So as usual, the show notes can be found over at the website, thepropertyvoice.net, or if you want to talk about anything from today's show, uh, receive an intro into any of the guests that I'll be talking to on this series, or just talk about property investing generally, you can email me, podcast at thepropertyvoice.net, and I'd be more than happy to hear from you. 
But for now, this week, all I want to say is thank you very much for listening once again. And until next time on the Property Voice podcast, is ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.